This episode of Enough is brought to you by the fine folks over at Squarespace. Squarespace who give you absolutely everything you need to create an amazing website, blog, portfolio, your new home online. I want to talk about a couple of things that I love about Squarespace today. I want to tell you about their hosting. Now, Squarespace have absolutely rock solid hosting. Their sites don't go down. It's all integrated into the Squarespace package. It doesn't matter who links to you. You might write something really, really awesome that maybe Pat will link to and Pat drives a lot of traffic. If he does, your site won't even blink if it's on Squarespace. You don't need to worry about enabling any caching or anything like that. Squarespace use tier one hosting that is absolutely gold standard. Also, Squarespace have an absolutely awesome app. The Squarespace app, which is available for iPad, iOS, and Android. Um, it gives you the ability to post on the go. No matter where you are, you can post straight to your blog or any page on your website. You can also access statistics, which I really love. You can see how many people are coming to your site, um, the page views, uniques, search terms that are uh, taking people to your website, and referrers. So who's linking to you too? You can find out all of that information. All of this stuff comes with all of Squarespace's plans, as well as other things like social media connectivity, responsive web design templates in the new Squarespace 6, and many, many more amazing features. You can try all of this out with a two-week free trial that Squarespace are providing, and you can go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels to try that out. And if you decide to sign up for a plan, use the offer code 70 decibels 9, that's 70-D-E-C-I-B-E-L-S-9 as we're in the month of September, and you'll get an additional 10% off at checkout. Thank you to Squarespace for their continued support of Enough. Hola, Michael. Hola. Como esta? Very, very <laughs> good. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in. Good. Waking up a bit. <laughs> so uh you've you've got you've got a lot going on, my friend. Yeah. I'm finally gonna talk about what I've been rumoring to talk about for far too long. We'll talk about my existing or change my changing career. Um my actual day job career. Yeah, not not your your nighttime uh, superhero of podcasting uh, yeah. alter ego. My secret identity, as I like to refer <laughs> to it. So, I have never mentioned what I do for a living, and you'll find out why in a moment. It's not as exciting as some people think. You know, I've had some people actually ask me if I work for the MI Five and. it's nothing that exciting but uh, there's a risk element attached to the current job that I'm involved in so um, when you hear this I will be uh, have just moved into my new avenue of my career but at the moment um, I am a bank manager that is what I do for a living Um, I run a branch or have been running a branch of six people um, I've been managing various branches for three years. Um, the most, the largest team I've had is a team of 10 that I look after on my own for a while. Um, before that, I sort of held every role that you can hold in retail banking, as we call it, um, in the UK, um, from like the cashier or the teller, as you will call it, for, mm. through to personal advisor, business advisor, um, then I held some sort of very, and I held some very junior managerial positions before taking on some larger roles. Now, where the average person may say, "Well, that's not, you know, why have you been so secretive about it?" 
The reason is being is there is a genuine risk of kidnapping. Does happen, has happened, um, so we're not really supposed to mention what we do. Mm. Um, I am going to still, um, in my new role, I'm going to continue working for the same company, but I'm going to be um, working in the marketing team. I've been lucky enough to score a job there. So I'm going to be in head office. The risk, um, the risk doesn't sort of apply there anymore. So yeah, yeah that okay. that has been me. But so what I wanted to talk about today, now I actually have a couple of different things that I want to discuss in regards to this. I want to talk about managing people. Okay, um, great topic. But I don't want to talk about that today. Oh, boo. Um, yeah, what I want to talk about today <laughs> is changing career. Um, and and how a lot of people are. I mean, we live in an economy now, especially here in the states. Um, I don't know what it's like in the UK, but I, I know it's probably similarly abysmal. Where people are, people are having to face some some tough choices and some tough changes, man. Yep. But this is the thing. Like, I mean, we're in a similar um, position in the UK. Thanks a bunch for that. Um, but somebody with with skills can. St- can still make a change in career right mm. there are jobs out there there are still jobs out there the jobs that aren't really out there are either the really really high profile ones or the low profile ones mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so mm. i have not enjoyed my job for a while um after about eight nine months of being a branch manager realized i didn't didn't like it um i will talk about that a bit more when we get onto the managing people um topic mm. in a in a later episode i don't know when that will be but that's something that we will cover soon um yeah so i decided that i really wanted to change around the same sort of time i started podcasting mm-hmm. um and then as my love for podcasting and that everything around that grew my distaste for being a branch manager <laughs> um increased mm-hmm. um funny how that works it's funny isn't it yeah and you know because <laughs> i started to see a career in podcasting in my future i still believe that there is a chance there if i want that um but i still think that that's i mean a lot of very lovely people um have, have asked me on twitter recently if if i was going to be announcing that i was taking the network full time i wish i could say that but we're still a way away from that i still mm. think the soonest to be a couple of years, if at all. If we ever, if I ever do it that way, I don't know. I would, you know, at the moment I would like to, but depending on, I'm, I'm really excited about my new role. I'm going to be creating marketing campaigns for the country, and I'm going to be part of a team doing that. I may enjoy that so much that that becomes what I do in five years' time. Right now, I'm at a point in my life where I'm not sure where I'm going to go, but nothing's changing. Don't worry, dear listeners, nothing's changing. Yeah, yeah. So. But yeah, so so anyway, sorry, I, I totally derailed. Yeah, I totally, um, so as as my distaste for my job increased, I started looking, just looking for things. I wasn't really um, wasn't really looking too much. But as things went on and on and on, I realised that I needed to to maintain my sanity. In all seriousness, I needed to change my career. 
Um, and kind of the thing that I wanted to mention here is even though I have a goal um, of, of something else, my own business for the future, it's still worth considering your current situation. Mm, like just mm-hmm. because I have this dream, which I think is achievable if I'll continue working at the rate that I am, I can get there. But you still need to remember that, that those things can take some time mm-hmm. um, and that you should, you know, you should always, if something like this is affecting you in that way, if you're really unhappy, you should still look at that as your current career and still look to change it. So this is what I came to the realization was I can sit and be really upset about the fact that I hate my job so much and love my yeah. business so much, but I yeah. can't let those two ideals rule things. I can't just be like, well, I am allowed to hate my job because I have a personal business that I love. And also I'm allowed to love my own personal business and think about that all the time because I hate my job. That's not uh- Gone. Right. Well, no, I was just going to say, I think it may be better to say, and you can agree with me or disagree, that that emotional energy is better put into action. Yes, definitely. And I wasn't, and it should be. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people do that. A lot of people think that that worry is an action, and it's not. Worry is just simply worry. Doing something about the worry is action. Yeah. Right? And that you can make the choice of where you place that energy. That you can sit around and be bummed about where you are now and be bummed about what you are doing. You can even be excited about this other thing that you're doing. Excited about, you know, but even excitement is not an action. It's an emotion. Right? Changing that energy, that excited energy into action, doing something about that thing that you're excited about, well, that's that's a wholly different thing, right? But just being excited is not enough any more than just being worried about something is not enough. That... um, you know, I you know, I think uh, people think uh, there are people. A lot of people they put a lot of thought and energy into the emotion, as opposed to putting that same amount of thought and energy into the, into the action. Exactly. And 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 into driving that emotion. That the emotion is a result of the action, and not the other way around necessarily i mean certainly the, the the you know certainly worry can motivate you to do something to change things as well as excitement can motivate you to do something to change things you know but um but that those two things in and of themselves are not they're motivators they're not they're not the actual action itself i came to a a realization of something very simple um, but for some reason, I don't know why I hadn't crossed my mind before. And I think that a lot of people that may be listening to this and want their side project to be their business and hate their jobs, right? I just I know this is going to sound so stupid and people will probably say, how can you say something like this? But just trust me, I, I really hit rock bottom with this. Um, the, the, I just came to a very simple realization. 
Why can't I be happy at work and happy with my side project? Why do I have to be unhappy with work? Mm-hmm. And when I realised that, I made a very simple choice. Um, I'd gone for a job interview for this new role, hadn't gotten it yet, um, had another interview booked in, sat down with my line manager, told, told her everything that was going on, she's very supportive of me, um, and then told her, if I don't get this job, I'm going to quit. Hmm. And I didn't have a option, I didn't have any other options, I had no other avenues to explore. It was either I got this job or I quit. I, get, I was going to give two months' notice and I was going to find something. And I was going to find something simple. I was going to go do a very simple, menial job, which I would then be happy with by proxy because I wasn't stressed anymore. That was going to be my plan. Mm. Um, and, to, and probably take less of a salary um, and rely more on the network to, to provide me with more of an income. Luckily, mm. I haven't had to do that. And I say luckily because the job that I'm going to be going into is something I've wanted to do for years and years. And I actually think that the network and this position, this new role, will, will actually help each other out. I'll be learning marketing so I can help promote our stuff more. Yeah. And I'll be able to bring the independence and the brand awareness and people awareness and social stuff that I've learned from this and take it back without the network I never would have got this job because I have no background in marketing at all they loved what they'd seen so very cool without without 70 decibels I wouldn't have right. got this role um, that's that's uh, that's actually fascinating yeah yeah because they would never have given it to me because I have no I haven't got any I've never taken a marketing class in my life but I'm right. going to be a part of a team of people that is going to be coming up with marketing campaigns for external for our customers for the entire UK bank that's so it's important. a and and I, I don't want to say what bank I work for I don't want to get that personal right. with it at the moment but it's one of the very big ones, worldwide mm -hmm. big ones, not just UK mm -hmm. big ones. So mm -hmm. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm very lucky. So uh, I'm not sure if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast before, but it, when I decided, when I got into technology early, early on, um, you know, I started, I started at a, uh, at a, build-to-order computer manufacturer called Zeos. Uh, I, I started uh, as a writer there at Zeos and eventually uh, eventually got into the whole technology thing, uh, kind of by happenstance. But not too long after getting into technology and doing tech support and things like that, you know, I started to realize that, okay, I enjoy doing this. I enjoy troubleshooting. I enjoy helping people. I want to do this for like people at home who, you know, all of these people I talk to on the phone, they're calling me because they don't have anyone to come to their house and help them with their stuff, you know? Um, and although they're calling me about this one product, it almost always is like, well, I'm helping them with other things as well. That You know, just lack of knowledge, lack of training, things that people don't know. PCs are so new. How could they know this stuff, right? I want to do this like as a consultant. I want to go to to people's houses and help them with their computer problems and 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 kind of do this for them directly. Once I made that decision and flipped that switch in my brain, I started thinking through, okay, what would it take for me to get there? What are the things I would have to know about in order to have a well-rounded 
well-versed amount of knowledge about technology to be able to go to somebody's home and say, hey, I can help you with almost with anything. Just ask, right? No matter what it is, whether it's printing, whether it's, you know, document storage, whether it's this, whether it's that, you know, I can help you with anything. Anything technology-related I could help you with because that's, I don't know, being a computer consultant takes. So you kind of have to be a generalist and not so much a specialist. And once I started to think through that, it drove every other career decision I made. Hmm. Because it took me at least 10 years, actually slightly longer, between me making the decision that that's what I wanted to do and me actually doing it full time for a living. And in that intervening 10 years... Every two years, I had a new job in some other aspect of something that would help me towards that, that final goal. So, for instance, my work in quality assurance for a software company. Well, I got to see kind of how the software development process works and you know how how software companies deal with bugs and programs, how to troubleshoot those sorts of things, how to how to work with other companies to figure out how to fix you know get those things fixed and bring those to their attention and you know that sort of I got to learn everything about software development, right? Before that job, I worked for a um a computer a a vendor that basically dealt with uh, with with networks, specifically wide area networks, but even to a certain extent local area networking um, from the back end side of things. So I really understood how networking worked on both a, a a major and micro scale. Before that, it was a printer manufacturer. I really learned how printing works and printer drivers work and and how you know from the back end. Right. So when I finally did get to be a computer consultant, I had all of this back end knowledge about how that, all that stuff worked, which made me so much better as a consultant. Because when someone came to me and said, well, I got this computer and it, you know, it used to work with my Mac and then I upgraded my Mac and now it doesn't. And I don't know what to do. You know, I can explain to them, oh, OK, well, you got to understand that. There's drivers involved here and that the company that makes the makes the printer hasn't upgraded the driver to be able to work with this version of the Mac. And they very well might not because I happen to know, having worked for this printer manufacturer, that that particular manufacturer has a two-person team writing all of their Mac drivers and they have a... 50-person team writing the PC drivers, and so they pick and choose based on profitability where to put their attention to. And so it's probably time to buy a new printer because they're probably not going to fix this. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so in a lot of ways, um, I, I guess the point I'm trying to put across is that it's very easy to want a career change. It's very difficult to actually put it into action and and to decide, okay, this is what I want to do and this is what it will take to get there. Right? And that you're going to you may have to end up doing a lot of other things along the way just to put you in the position to get to that thing that you want to do. And it sounds to me, Michael, like what puts you in the position to do the thing that you wanted to do. 
was at least in part all of these other things that you did along the way both in your day job and in your hobby to kind of put you into that position so that we when you went to the table to say I want this job look at my qualifications look at all of the things I've done to to basically earn me the right to sit across the table from you and ask for it yeah am I getting that right yeah sounds sounds about right so you know uh, once again, I, I strongly support people following their dreams and their passions. And if you are stuck in a, in a thing that you hate, do everything that you can to get out of it. But pay attention to what I just said. Do everything you can, everything you have to do to get out of it. That might not be an overnight process. That might be a 10-year process. But you got to do the work to get to where you want to do, to get to the thing that you want to get to. And you have to understand that that takes action and that no amount of worry, no amount of being sad about it, no amount of hating it is going to change it. The only thing that will change it is figuring out the steps that, you, that need to occur in order to put you in the position that you can have that thing that you want. And I'm so happy, Michael, that you have done that. Thank you. And you should be an example to all. Well, I wouldn't say that, so but uh, I hope that I can impart some advice, <laughs> and uh, I will. Uh, I'll be talking more about about this sort of stuff as time goes on. So there we go. Terrific. The cat Love is, to hear more of this. Cat is out all of right. the bag. <laughs> well, congratulations, my friend. Thank you. And uh, we'll look forward to chatting later about all this stuff. Cheers. Cheers. Mm -hmm.